the numbers all go to 11. I'm talking about bands that rock. Led Zeppelin. What about Sabbath? ACDC. Motorhead. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. I get up above the ground and raise my head days like this. Think I should be dead. One for Satan, two for me. Let's cheat the devil, it's fun, don't you? Welcome to the Nothing Shocking Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bob Zerl, and I'm alone again in land and uh, not Landmine Studios, Deadbug Studios, as Eric is still off. My guest this week is Mark Tremonti. He's back on the podcast from the band Alter Bridge. They got the new album, Walk the Sky Out. Walk the Sky. It's out now. Uh, they just announced a tour date for 2020. I can't wait for this tour. They are coming close, so hopefully I can get out and see them. But before we get there, I want to let you know where you can find us. We're on zpnetwork.com, zoicsonline.com, Facebook at the Nothing Shocking Podcast community fan page, and our Twitter handle is No Shock Pod. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all your podcatchers, Alexa. Subscribe to the show, rate and, really sh- rate and review the show, and we'll read your reviews on the air. Uh, our sponsors are Ragged Records and Legends Picks. And then I want to thank the, the Hong Kong Sleepover for letting us use their music on the show. They've got an upcoming event, December 14th, Rock and Roll for Kids, uh, Part 2. It's live with the Forum in Macomb, Illinois, featuring formerly the Fox, as big as a mouse, our other friends in Northbrook, and then obviously the Hong Kong Sleepover are headlining. It's all ages, 7 p.m. till midnight. It's a great cause for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Please go and help support our friends in the Hong Kong Sleepover and and St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. It's going to be a great show, and I can't wait to see it. Before we get to my guest, Mark Tremonti uh, from the Ben Alter Bridge, I need to. I went and saw a show this week, not kind of off out of our genre a little bit. Was Jimmy Eat World? Uh, they played in East Moline, down the street from what from us at the Rust Belt venue. I'd never been there before, and it was it was a cool little neat little venue. Uh, holds about five thousand people, and for East Moline, that's pretty big. The Rust Belt's very neat. Uh, it's kind of like a tube, but there's a lot of space. Uh, it was a really cool venue, and Jimmy Eat World. They've got a new album out called Surviving, and I actually like it quite a bit. Uh, I, the song Criminal Energy, I think, is one of my favorite songs they've ever done, and they've been around since you know the late 90s. Uh, but it was a really good show. They played a lot off Surviving, and I wasn't disappointed. You know, I didn't need to hear all the stuff off of Bleed America. I didn't need to hear the early stuff i was really excited to hear the new stuff and uh, they did play criminal energy all the way stays another song i like a lot off the new album it was a really really good show i was pleasantly surprised a great audience they showed up and you know that's what we need we need more rock music and i know some of my metal friends would be like jimmy world but no, they're they're a great band they're a very it really is a compromise i saw a lot of people with you know their metal shirts on. I saw a lot of my kind of hipster friends. It was a 
kind of the perfect combination of crowd you know it's the ultimate compromise band at least among my friends uh jimmy world is so it, it was a great show i think their song 555 is gonna be a huge hit uh which is so- saying something for a band in their mid 40s i just i can hear that all over the radio and it's only been out a couple weeks but i think that's gonna put them on another level i think it could even be bigger than the middle when all said and done but what do i know i'm just a rock guy but overall i truly enjoyed the show and played all the songs i wanted to hear i still think blister is one of the probably their best song ever they played that uh i just it was a great great show and i'm so happy i got to go see it and uh, i'm glad they came to the quad cities because that's you don't get a lot of bands at that level that come here unless they're opening for a big band at our arena so thank you jimmy at world for stopping by thank you for rca records for hooking us up and getting us to the show and go get the new album surviving i i have i bought it on my apple music through apple music and i've also bought a vinyl i so i bought it twice really good album i'm curious to see you know on the next album if this you know i really liked uh invented a few album cycles ago i think it was like three albums ago i really liked that album a lot and they didn't play anything off of that which is fine because the the set list was fantastic but um, you know i wonder like as good as surviving is you know this late in their career if Will it survive the next tour or the you know the next album cycle tour or the next two album cycle tours? I, I, I think it will. I really do think Criminal Energy is a nice, really good, really good upbeat song to have. I think All the Way Stay is. And 555, like I said, I think it's going to be that hit similar to the middle that could make this a really huge album. So go pick up Surviving and catch Jimmy World on tour if you can. Uh, also on tour coming up next year, Alter Bridge. Uh, they are out with the album Walk the Sky, and I have Mark Tremonti on the show to talk about the album. One of my favorite guitar players of all time, and I'm. It was just a total honor to talk to him. So without wasting any more of your time, let's throw it over to Mark Tremonti and the band Alter Bridge. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I'm a big fan. Uh, the new album, Walk the Sky, is out now. And correct me if I'm wrong, but for this album, instead of working up the songs together, you and Miles more or less had to bring in completed songs and into the recording process. Is that how it happened this time? Yeah, because we only had five weeks of time to record, so we, we were kind of forced to do that this time around. W- was that... Did it kind of... Was it a n- nice change of pace, or was it more of a necessary inconvenience? Um, in the moment, it was kind of an inconvenience because we, you know, it was kind of stressful only having that amount of time to work on something. But uh, I think in the long run, it, it helped it to be a stronger record. So that's all that matters. Is there advantages to having a short window to make an album in terms of you know preventing you from overthinking, or is that something that's not really a thing? No, I mean, I think the only advantage was that we worked our asses off beforehand because we knew we had such a short window to be over-prepared for when we got to the tracking portion of it. 
on this album, you guys have incorporated, you know, more keyboards and synth sounds. What, you know, influenced that direction on the album? Um, I came across a band called um, uh, Gunship that had a song on the radio called Tech Noir that I really, really dug. And then uh, I showed it to Miles, said how much I liked it and wanted to kind of incorporate that in what we're doing. And he, he loved the idea and we ran with it. Was it a difficult thing making it blend in? Because it sounds like it blends perfect in with the Alter Bridge sound. Was that something that you guys had to work towards, or uh, did it happen pretty naturally? Um, no, I mean it. Uh, I mean it all takes a lot of work, but it was. It, it uh, yeah, there was never any moment where it didn't sound good, and we had to massage it into it. It, it just sounded good right off the bat. You guys have always been a great live band, and as far as I know, never really played the backing tracks. When you're playing, you know, when you're getting ready to play a song like that live, I mean, I know you don't really have a keyboard player in the band. Are you going to do, like, the Rush thing where you play with your feet, or are you guys bringing somebody in to play those songs live, or or are you going to incorporate backing tracks? We bring our um, guitar, my guitar tech gets, uh, we have a keyboard up there, and he plays those keyboard parts. That's awesome. Uh, what are your thoughts on backing tracks? Is that something that uh, we could ever see you guys do, or is that a f- influ- Is that a bad thing for rock and roll right now, or is it? It just kind of to each their own. Uh, my view on it is: is if it's if you see a person on stage that's not doing something that's coming out of the audio on that instrument, I don't I don't dig that. Like I don't dig backing vocals or back tracks on guitars or drums or bass guitar but as far as something that doesn't exist right that's obviously not being played on stage like a, if you hear a damn cow mooing <laughs> obviously you can put that you know put that on a backing track but if it's a vocal i think that's a big i think that's a something that i would never stand behind you know yeah do you think about the live performance when you're writing? I mean, I ask this because, like I said, like you mentioned, you're not a backing track band. Is that something that you try to make sure you can reproduce everything on stage, or do you not really even consider the live performance until later on? Yeah, no, we we play these songs live before we, you know, to get the get ready to track, so we know that how they're going to sound live before we even start. Um, the only time that comes into effect where you're kind of making sure you can do stuff is when, um, you know, sometimes you'll have a spot where you need to lay a vocal down because the producer thinks that there's a dead space. And, and um, if you haven't practiced singing with and playing that spot, sometimes live, you got to, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. So you've got to do what's best to cover your tracks or just not sing that part or, or whatever else. But it's, you never know until you you're done tracking what you can actually pull off. What you, if you, if you haven't done it already before um, in pre-production? You guys, we, we try to we try to cover all of our bases in pre-production. You guys have been working with the same producers for a while now. Is that just kind of have they just pretty much become a fifth band member? I mean, how does that how has that relationship evolved over the years? Yeah, no, we just have a not really great uh, relationship and. You know, we trust one another and respect one another, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's been great. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't think about going anywhere else. Uh, 
you guys, I mean, every band has kind of a specific sound, but, you know, for Alter Bridge, I feel like it's a pretty diverse sound. You guys can go heavy, you can go fast, slow, and melodic. Uh, when you're writing, is there a limit to what the Alter Bridge sound is for you, or do you just kind of keep trying to push the boundaries if there are any? Um, yeah, no, we always try to, we always try to push boundaries. You know, you don't want to, want to keep everybody guessing. That's every, every record we try to add something different. And, um, you know, with this record, it was songs like Pain on Mine and Godspeed and a few others that use the, the synth wave kind of sound. And, um, luckily we've landed on our feet and people have enjoyed the changes. One of the neat things about that is then you can go tour with a wide variety of artists. Is there, uh, I mean, do you guys think strategy at all, or is it all creative all the time? I mean, I, I'm, I, I, reason I ask these questions is I come from an accounting background, so I'm kind of more of a boring, straight-ahead guy. But I always kind of wondered, is there, you know, do you think strategy in terms of the business end at all, ever, or is it pretty much just create a, creating? No, I mean, we, gotta, we have to be intelligent and know, know what we're um what we're doing at all times is this business is changing every day and you have to make smart decisions. So we don't just bury our heads in the sand. We, we, right. you know, we, we do our best to stay aware of what's going on. And you mentioned business changing and it seems like a lot of bands have multiple bands and projects going on. And, uh, you guys are no exception to that. Uh, you both have, you, all of you have several different projects and bands, especially over the last 10 years. So you've, but but Alterbridge has really kept up a consistent release schedule, and you hear about bands getting burnt out and needing a break as a whole. But with all the different things you're doing, does that prevent you from getting burnt out on the band? Yeah, you know, every time we come back to Alterbridge after we've you know spent a year and a half doing doing our other projects, it's just really it's like the band starting all over again. You know, so it, it keeps it fresh for sure. Is the I mean, I know the way it happened, you know, Miles got slashed, but in, in general, is having multiple things going on, is that kind of a necessity in today's musical environment to really, you know, be successful? No, it's, it's not a necessity. It's just, for me as an artist, I I, I love being creative, and, and um, it's just a way to, to get out more music. You know, I love, I love writing music, and I, I couldn't even... Um, Fathom being being in the single band for my entire career, you know, it's just yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so you can get you can be so much more creative when you when you have multiple outputs, multiple outlets. One of the other cool things uh, with the for the fans' perspective, at least, with the music industry changing, is these VIPs and meet and greets have really become they've become affordable and they've also become really neat and accessible. To most bands, and I know you guys have a great meet and greet package. You got your own little guitar thing that you do. Uh, how much fun is is adding that into the, you know, into your I don't know what the, your arsenal. I guess having the meet and greets. I love it. It keeps me. Um, I mean, it keeps me busy. You know, I, I'm busy all day long, every day. You know, and uh, I see a lot of other bands and. Um, you know, a lot of people just kind of sit around playing on their phones all day long. And, you know, great. there's a lot of great musicians as well that sit around and practice their instrument all day, which is killer. But I have the best of both worlds where I can stay busy and practice on my instrument, teaching guitar, teaching songwriting. Um, 
you know, talking to fans and not just sitting around idle all day long because that's it, it's easy to, to become that way because there's a lot of sitting around if you're if you're on tour. You know, a lot of bands wake up whenever the hell they want and just um, some of them don't even sound check and don't even do anything until showtime. So it's uh, you know, it's just a lot of idle time where you could be you know getting stuff done. Um, so I like to stay. I like to stay. If I'm away from my kids, I'm going to be working. Yeah, and you know, one of the, on the flip side, all the access that fans have today is when we were growing up. You know, there was a lot of mystery behind the bands. We didn't know. You know, did Jimmy Page worship the devil? You know, we had to read magazines, and uh, so, so they added. You know, we were putting these you know our rock stars up on a pedestal and that's kind of gone now we have access through social media these meets and greets and uh as a fan not as an artist but as a fan you know what do you what do you think you'd prefer the the mystery or the the access uh it's hard to say now that i'm older but when i was when i was younger i i uh i sure would have loved to been able to meet more of the people that i worshipped as a fan you know it was i only got to meet when i was a kid megadeth which was awesome and i'll never forget it but uh it was the only meet and greet i ever got to go to at a record store and um everybody else was untouchable even um even the mystery of seeing the live show you know i mean remember being a kid and thinking of all these heavy metal bands and how mysterious and hardcore their shows must have been now you just get on youtube and you can check out anything you want at any time of day you know it's uh yeah uh completely different world but um i don't know i, I don't know what i i prefer it's just there's a magic that used to be there that with the with that mystery that's not there anymore but is it better or worse i'm not sure yeah i, I i'm with you it's I, it does seem like concerts used to be an event and now i mean you guys I mean, you're huge overseas in Europe, and you're constantly growing over here in America. But it, some bands just tour to death to the point where it's like, well, if I don't see them this time, I'll see them in three months when they come back. Uh, it, it, you know, it, has it watered down for some bands? You know, the amount of touring that needs to be done to make money. Um. Well, I mean, in this day and age. Um, with social media and just the internet in general, um, so many new markets have opened up that you can tour the world and, and tour so many different places that you don't have to oversaturate any given area of the world. You just have to make that step to first get off your, get out of your country and go somewhere else. And, and if you can do that, you're doing very well because it's so hard to make a living as a new band these days. Um, without selling records and whatnot and just getting up there and leaving the country is easier said than done but if right. a band has that opportunity I would suggest they do it because it's it's the best way to you know to, to make this a living touring you gotta get out there and get outside your country and, and uh, break new markets because with, with the streaming and everything else there's it's one big market I'm about out of the world I'm about out of time, so my last question. You're finish you're finishing out the year over in Europe and overseas and I think Guns N' Roses is making another album, so that should keep Slash busy for a while. Will we see you back in the States next year? Do you, do you have plans on that yet? Yeah, we're planning all the way through um the end of next year right now. So nice. we're I think we're scheduling 
stuff right now up to the end of next summer, and then, we'll, of course, we'll go back and tour through the end of the year. But right now, we're getting stuff on the, on the books as far out as next next summer, and um, you know, we'll see what happens after that. But we're going to try to tour as much as we can, and um, who knows if, if Guns N' Roses keeps Slash busy, <laughs> who knows what we'll do with Alter Bridge. We'll, we'll just kind of see what happens. Nice. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I love the album. I've loved everything you've thank done. You. So uh, uh, take care. Talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye.